Welcome back to the Delia Dad podcast here on episode number 70. Dad, 70th time I get to welcome you into your podcast. Dad, 70 times, Dad. 70. We finally hit the number seven. Um, been kind of waiting for this for a while, but 70 episodes, Dad. Right. And we're going to enjoy them for, what, 10 times? For, <laughs> we get to have the seven and then when don't we get them twice? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's good to it's good to finally be able to do this because I know we've we've had a, a, a just time frame of just busyness again. Yes. You know, just recognizing that life does take place and life does happen, and there's a lot more to talk about life later on. But definitely, it's one of those things where we're here, we're ready. Episode seventy, Luna's a fifth one. That's right, and we're we're in a sense of um, kind of a comeback. Uh, what's the word? Um, catch up <laughs> yeah playing catch up right now but that's okay yeah type of mode but uh indeed you know first of all i apologize it's because again you know like better just mentioned life does happen and it's been happening a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so many things have been happening but um it has disrupted our planning procedures and and um um, our new commitments on, on each other's side has kind of clashed and we haven't been able to do this. As a matter of fact, we are into the deep part of April mm-hmm. and this particular podcast is for Monday, April the 4th. And um, I think today is what day? 23rd. Okay, the 23rd. So uh, on a Saturday of 23rd of April 2022, we are trying to catch up and we're moving to the first Monday of April, uh, once again, April the 4th. And one of the things I wanted to do was kind of change a little bit of what we've been doing in the past. And I wanted to kind of uh, introduce um, pretty much something that I've been doing with our parents. And it's, it's interesting because um, as a dad, uh, as a mom, uh, we've seen it as a grandparent in our culture. Um, la famosa chancla. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's evident about things. But here, we're going to be um, kind of looking into the possibility of, of the differences between um, in trying to fulfill the discipline, uh, the difference between a threat and a warning. So we're going to look into, you know, some scenarios of which one is, um, well, hopefully at the end, show you which one is better, uh, which is more efficient, uh, which one is more recommended. And it kind of clashes with what we've been raised with. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to make sure that we use this podcast um, to be able to do it. And I believe 70 is just about right on being able to introduce this type of approach. And hopefully, uh, at least this one podcast, maybe there'll be a couple of others, but uh, at least this one to kind of uh, look into that discipline factor as a parent uh, and even not only as a parent but as an individual and uh, be careful with what we say and how we say it. Mm-hmm. So um, before I, I we, we go into this, um, just a little bit of an update as to, you know, your, your abouts. Uh, since uh, now you've been enjoying a bit more time out there in Corpus Christi and um, the new scenario because we haven't touched much much on on that area but um tell me tell me (laughs) (laughs) no yeah it's been it's been a wonderful experience so far i mean just these last four months how i've been able to just grow in my own 
uh, in my own faith, but also in my own ministry, just learning how to do these things. And so in Corpus Christi at the Parish of Most Precious Blood, uh, I get to oversee the young adult ministry program as well as um, I kind of help out with the youth here and there. Um, and I oversee the altar service program. So that's a big thing. Yeah. And then also I am plugged into the school, you know, at Most Precious Blood Elementary, which you and I had a chance to, to really do do some damage in a good way um <laughs> where we had our communion retreat our kiddos getting ready for for their first communion which is coming up pretty soon um we had a chance to do a, a, a retreat out there and, and i was just so grateful for your help just to make your way out there and, and be, be able to be present to them and to their parents as we had a a, a, a co-op day where it was a retreat for the kids as well as for the parents and so it was really successful and we had a lot of fun and parents have been just you know thrilled and um kind of in awe still like this happened like you know this, <laughs> can't believe this happened like they hadn't had anything like it and so it's been really fun just to kind of hear those things still even to this day um we're two weeks removed from that but yeah just things have been busy and then of course we had holy week and the ending of lent and holy week and then into the triduum and easter and you know so being in charge of the altar servers um I had to serve all those, all those masses. <laughs> I had to serve all those masses, all those, and, and even our, our Friday services with the passion and then kind of partake uh, just like as a, as a regular layperson, um, the Tenebrae, which I had never seen before. And it's a really beautiful, beautiful sight. Um, yeah. And it just kind of puts you in that moment of, of just going through the passion and um, recounting these stories that kind of help you know the mindset into segueing into the paschal joy of the next day in the vigil and so yeah three hours dad mm-hmm. uh, the, the the mass the vigil mass and being up being up there is a different ball game than just kind of, of course of course participating but from the from the pews and, and you know all about that stuff and yes and i miss it yeah profoundly no. i miss it yes um, we have applications coming up soon. <laughs> no, uh, and, and that's the thing that I, 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 I'm excited for because I get to experience it on the other side. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's been a, a, an eye-opener for me to be able to experience these things. Just kind of, I don't want to say on my own. Obviously, we talk about these things always, you and I, and just trying to get the guidance right, trying to make sure I'm doing things right. Um, but in, alone in the sense that you're not right there with me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a different just kind of mindset just learning how how it goes and the cool thing is that I always appreciate Father what he says Father Joseph you know all these things are new you can make them as you wish there's no like we don't have to follow what was we don't have to follow you know someone else's work this is yours run with it Yeah. and that's brought a lot of confidence just to do what I I, I, I see what is right not just in my eyes and not primarily in my eyes but in what in God's eyes, you know, right. um, wanting the best for not just for our program, but for the people because they deserve the best. Exactly. Because they're receiving the best in Jesus Christ. And so it's been fun. Uh, we've had uh, events with the young adults. With We're going through a 10-part series of, called Bible uh, Parousia, the Bible and the Mass. And then just last week, we opened up the gym for open gyms on Monday nights. And then, yeah, so it's, and then this week is going to be jam-packed. You think we're done. Tomorrow we have the barbecue for the parish. So we're working all day. And then Monday is uh, open gym. Tuesday is parousia. 
and then friday we're gonna get, get a chance to do an acoustic rick and i out there um and so we get to enjoy those things as well and so it's just we're just moving along we're cruising along and so yeah it's just it's been busy good good well wonderful it's good to to hear that and to learn of that um i you know you what you're pretty much experiencing now as something new on the other side basically for me i was raised that way mm -hmm. um from the age of 10 um i started to discover and learn the insights of what happens inside the liturgy and its preparation and i learned it to a teeth i mean i had very good mentors uh, the augustinian fathers were very good on explaining to me you know why we were doing this mm. and i think that they took that extra time and i although i learned everything in spanish um the essence of it uh was more understandable in trying to relate that to the community and of course the more perfect that god deserves um the service um the more meaningful the people would you know relate to it and enjoy it So uh, I too was in charge of the altar servers. Well, back then they were altar boys. They were all boys, no girls. And the term altar boy was something that we wanted to kind of live up to perfection, but a type of perfection for God. That meant that we wanted um, be able to serve a mass free from error. You know, um, know it as a perfect mass, no mistakes, but more um, in a sense of giving our very best for God um, from everything, even to the point of how we would breathe, you know, was a, with an element of, of doing it our best. And of course, making sure that everything was uh, synchronated, that we moved at the same time and did the same things at the same time. And uh, it, it brought in a lot of devotion from the spectator, from the people that were there just watching and, and participating that way. Mm -hmm seeing the altar boys you know um how they would handle the candles how would walk how would and genuflect and all those things at the same time was was huge and um that was my way of life um so when it would come for this big festivities like the one we just lived through um holy week and the tritum and resurrection all those things i mean it was just a joy not not everybody could serve because it was limited because of the space and what have you so we kind of um whoever was doing the best throughout the year those are the ones that were chosen to be able to be in those big celebrations and, yeah and we had the best of the best to be able to do that and, and it was you know amazingly we were blessed to see that and those people that participated on it i mean i i see them now and they're very strong leaders in our community mm -hmm. uh, and they've been educated and they have their career set and their family set and you know you see the difference you know and right now in holy redeemer where all this took place um one of our own you know um, eddie lozano jr continues that legacy and, and i see his efforts and everything and um it's just amazing and very rewarding to see that that somebody you know picked it up and ran with it and, and continues to do that um that devotion into it and uh you know he, he does what he can with uh Uh, our new young people and kids and what have you but um it, it's 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 something different nowadays nevertheless um the love of god is still the same and even stronger mm -hmm. but yeah I, i i see that and and i said i miss it because i'm liturgically i'm not no longer involved I, I, you know it's 
I don't know what the reasons may be, but, you know, I, I, I ex, you know, respect and I accept, you know, where God wants me to be. And I think my knees wouldn't be doing so well <laughs> up there yeah. in just in genuflecting and stuff like that. But uh, nevertheless, um, being able to be part here and there and different things um, kind of balances things out. But yeah, I miss the, the liturgical um, relationship in God in doing Him the best I could. Yeah, uh, I, I really miss the the ministry of, of, of uh, altar serving. I really miss any of the ministries um, out there as a lector or as a commu- uh, minister of Holy Communion and things like that. But um, I've been invited by other priests. <laughs> uh, we'll come over here, get registered over here in our parish. And, and it's, you know, I, I do miss the, the, the parochial life. I, I do miss the, the pastoral, you know, parish life. And, um, well, uh, all it's in due time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that maybe soon something will happen. But uh, in the meantime, we, we move forward uh, on a day by day. Yeah. No, it's interesting. That you, and that's, and I, every time, I, well, I will say this. Every time I serve, I do think of you. Thank you. I think like this is probably what he would have. Because it's weird because I've been serving daily mass, mm-hmm. but twice a day. Because there's a mass at 8.30 in the morning and then there's a mass at 6. And so it's gone to the point where you kind of have done this a while that you cannot miss anymore. Right. You know, or you feel bad if you do. And so I've been able to do those things. But yeah, I always think, and I, I always think this would, this is what he probably would have lived. This is what he was living, you know, when you were like younger than I am I, I, during that span of 10 and 17. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting a little taste of that and just really falling in love with Jesus in the mass and just being right there, like front and center. Uh, maybe not front and center, but it's to the side, but you know, just still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, it's it's taking its toll, and I, I will say that it's 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 tug a few strings in my own vocation. Just maybe not sway me completely, but it, one of those like, hey, just you can oh, you can still think about these things. Yeah, you know? the same thing happens to me. You know, I, I made a decision about not going into the diaconate program anymore, but uh, it, it, I have the same tugs here and there because of the experience and. and in fulfilling liturgy the way I did it, the way you're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. So, again, how old are you? I'm 27. Okay. Um, into 27, I was already, you know, you could say almost uh, a year into marriage. Mm-hmm. So I got married at 26, but I was still doing that. Okay. And it lingered through some, you know, several of the other years. And, and I think that God blessed me with, um, with Raquel in the sense that when it comes to the liturgical part, while I was out there, in, in the altar service and, and master ceremony for the actual liturgy itself, um, your mom was singing. Mm-hmm. So she had the the actual music ministry part uh, into the liturgy. And, you know, although the music liturgy, like in, in, in St. Vincent de Paul, they're not up there on the altar, they were right there next to it. And there was a lot of eyeballing each other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it, it was a an opportunity to serve um, this two very major components in the liturgy in, in Mass that we were both part of and very much um, part of God's life in there. Yeah. And, and that that was something that I always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's, it's something that um, brings about good memories and good joy and, and understand the love of God in us and, and just just you know so powerful and it's so interesting because so like i said I, I think of you every time i get to i when i put on the cassock and the surplus 
And then I think of mom during the mass, because always that part where we remember the loved ones, and it's like, you both are still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that's for me. I think I, that hits more for me, and it's it's always a uh, a moment where just God allows you to just feel in that moment. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's just it, it's a really awesome thing to, to sense. Um, and so that's why my 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 goal is, you know, we want to bring the altar boys back. And I know some, you know nowadays it's kind of hard to kind of like sway away from altar servers just the way things have been. But the idea is because look what it's look what it does to the man in regards to um, bringing out that vocation in him, yeah, you know? Right. And that's kind of where we want to stem from because we want to bring a lot a lot of vocations out of, out, of, out of the parish and that's kind of where it stems from. Like if they are not experiencing the service in the altar, then how, how would they even get there? Right. And so that's the goal. And so I wanted to share with you, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw this and I thought of you and I see it every day because every time we put on uh, the cassock and the surplus, this is what I get to see. An altar boy's prayer. To be Christ's page at the altar, to serve him freely there, where even the angels falter, bowed low in reverent prayer, to touch the throne most holy, to hand the gifts for the feast, to see him meekly, lowly, descend at the word of the priest, to hear man's poor petition, to sound the silver bell, when he in sweet submission comes down with us to dwell. No grander mission surely could saints or men enjoy. No heart shall love more purely than yours, my altar boy. God bless you, lad, forever, and keep you in his care, and guard you that you never belie the robes you wear. For white bespeaks untainted a heart both tried and true, and red tells love the sainted and holy martyrs new. Throughout life then endeavor, God's graces to employ and be in heart forever a holy altar boy. St. John Berkman, patron of altar boys. It's a beautiful prayer. It's a beautiful prayer, yes. And it has a lot of meaning and a lot of power into it. And yes, um, you know, hopefully um, all the servers out there, um, you know, just the fact that you're able to be at the service of the Lord um, one of the things that I always remember is the multiplication of the breads in, in the gospel. And there's a little boy mm. holding fish and bread um, in an, either a basket, a, a platter, whatever the case may have been. But they're there to serve. They're there to offer uh, that service. And, and it, it, it's, it's just huge. Just huge. So it's a discipline um, that you actually fulfill. And today happens to be part of that discipline and understanding ourselves, the discipline of life itself, um, be it be on, on as an individual, as a man, a woman, um, perhaps uh, coming together in marriage and perhaps as a husband and wife and enjoying the fruits of love, which then you as a dad or as a mom, um, you come to terms with this discipline factor. And, and this discipline factor, um, I want to use this topic of um, an area of it, which is basically uh, the difference between a threat and a warning. And in our culture, that's huge. Yeah. Okay, it's huge. So I'm going to go, um, there's about, let's see, uh, probably six that I want to touch base on. Um, the first one is that 
You know, when it comes to threats, okay, it, it reads, threats seek in instant gratification. Threats seek instant gratification. And, and sometimes um, we as parents, uh, as a matter of fact, we as couples, we as individuals, we want in this era nowadays, we want everything fast. Yeah. We have um, fallen into the conditioning that we don't want to wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and you can see that um, that instant gratification, we're kind of trained into that. We're kind of uh, molded into that. We're conditioned into that. Yeah. Uh, give you an example. You know, we have microwaves. Mm-hmm. Microwaves is to speed up the food. And, you know, the art of actually cooking, it takes time. Mm. Uh, time to prepare, time to, you know, even the seasoning, you know, it takes time. But we live in a world that we want to rush things out. Yeah. And um, that's why we have this particular issue about the threats being in a, like, they kind of seek that instant gratification. One cosas a la volada pronto. And as a matter of fact, even society has that for us. Um, we have, for example, when it comes to a restaurant, you have a drive-through, mm-hmm. okay, for your convenience, not to even get out of the car mm-hmm. and just order through window through window. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now with curbside. Yeah, and now even curbside because of the situation of the pandemic. But what I'm trying to say is that things have been made easier for us to do less stuff mm. as far as waiting. Yeah. Okay. So we usually fall into the place of um, that threat, you know, wanting it to be as soon as possible. We don't want to wait. However, that's the threat. The opposite, um, well, I want to call it the opposite, is that we have the warning. A warning maintains a bigger picture. And, and what that does is that um, it makes us see the whole thing. And, and that takes time. Okay? Not you need time. And it, it's not an instant gratification, the warning. No, 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 no. When it comes to the warning, you know, it, you, you got to step back and see the whole thing. That's why it says that, you know, it maintains a, a bigger picture. And, and, and just like um, when you're going to actually do a cookout, and look how much time it takes to have your grill set up, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, putting on the, the items that you're going to need to collect them and then uh, put them into place. And then, of course, have the fire take its time to burn and, and have the actual... Um, Uh, level of, of, of that heat to be able to cook. Yeah. So all of that, you know, again, it, it's just a bigger picture of it, you mm-hmm. know. So there's a difference there between the threat and the warning when it comes to understanding the value of time. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing, I, I'm not sure if many people get to stop and ponder these things. Like, just the differences between the two, the threat and gratification, and then a warning where you get to see a big picture. I think a lot of times if we can be a bit more prudent, we would learn to see the big picture yeah. instead of wanting right there and then. I think a lot of times it's in those moments that we fail to recognize the importance of that moment because we want to get to wherever we need to get to or we want whatever result we want there. Yeah. As opposed to really just taking a step back and allowing yourself to see, you know, just what it is that you ought to see that maybe you don't see in the moment because you're so, you know, quick to decide on whatever it is and I think it, it I think the same is true when it comes to uh, in life in general a lot of things that we do are worth waiting for 
mm-hmm. and it's like a kite. Sometimes you don't you don't rush into it. So you gotta pull back from it, yeah. so it can ascend, so you can see the big picture. Right. You know, you try to do it real quickly, like it won't work. And we had a chance to see that with the kids. You know, they try to throw it up on the, um, by themselves, and we want that instant gratification of the kite being up there, and it doesn't work that way. You gotta pull back. Yeah. You gotta pull back, and there's a whole process into it. And so, I, I think if we can learn how to just be more patient, really add that virtue of patience to understand the difference between that threat and that warning because I think at the end of the day both of them seek the same goal but the means of how you get there will determine the result exactly exactly and and one of the things that in in, in being able to do that um, one of the things I always you know claim a lot is to live their present yeah to live their moment because that is a way of seeing the bigger picture you have to pull back in and understand you know what's going on um, another example of that is when um, let's 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 tease the the financial institutes uh, let's go with the banks okay. um, like for example you 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 have to go either deposit or cash a check whatever the case may be but you have to go in there mm-hmm. okay no longer the, the drive-through. Yeah. But you're you're inside the bank and you see, oh, there's three people in front of me. Uh, it's uh, just three people. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then immediately you look and there's about uh, six different slots for tellers, but you only see two people working behind each teller. Mm. So you say, oh, what about the other four? Why are they open? You know, because we want um, this particular uh, instant gratification makes us also pretty selfish. Yeah. Okay. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. I want to get in and get out. I, 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 I. And, you know, you actually, I, you know, he's taking too long. He must be new or she must be new. And, and it's crazy how it just disrupts everything because of what you just mentioned. Many mm-hmm. times we don't take that time. We don't enjoy our present to yeah. be able to fulfill that. And that was me today. I actually caught myself because I was on my way over and passing through Alice. For whatever reason, Alice, I hit every single red light possible. <laughs> and I was I was praying my rosary at the time, so I couldn't get mad. Like, I couldn't. Like, I wanted to, but then I, I, I remember what I was holding in my hand. And I would just squeeze it a little bit harder. <laughs> I mean, like, it's another red light. But I recognize that in those moments, like, when are you going to enjoy being at a red light? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not... It's not like there's a rush. It's not like you have to get to a place. I have to get there at a certain time. Like I was good on time. Yeah. So I didn't have an excuse to get upset. Even though you're, you're trained to be upset when there's a red light. Right. When there's people in front of you. When someone is taking so long. And I remember what I was holding in my hand. And I and I, and I said, I didn't even get mad. I, I wanted to. Like my mom was like, get ready. Three, two, one. You know, like getting ready to just burst. And I was like, no, like enjoy this. Right. And so yeah, I just, I caught myself today. And you just brought up another another idea or, or another memory. You use the word you know train. Well, same thing. You know, <laughs> as adults, we're driving and we're getting there, and the train you know happens to get in front of us and say, "Ching, nitas el tren." You know, oh man, here here's a train, and you hear in the background of the kids, "Oh good, we get to see the train." Like. What world are you in, kid? <laughs> but you see the difference. Yeah. That she's, she or he is living the moment to where I'm going to have the time to be able to see the train go by versus the driver that he wants to get or she wants to get somewhere. And it's like, I have to wait for the train. Yeah. You know, there's a bigger picture to life itself. And that's, I would tell my students, uh, instead of saying, I have to do this, 
I get to. I get to, yeah. And I, I remember Carlos would always, we, we, as you were saying that, um, it reminded me of, real quick, just Carlos and I were driving home. I was driving and he was in the passenger seat and, and we're going and sure enough, a train goes by and I'm like, like I'm already thinking, like he already knew my emotions that he, he knew I knew, sorry, he knew I was thinking I wanted to get out of there to go, you know, and he's like, dude, when was the last time you enjoyed a train? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we sat there, we, we just watched the train and then we started making light of all the graffiti because he's an artist and stuff. Yeah. He started, and he would say like, oh, but I would draw in this. And then yeah. we just went on a trip and that would, that conversation would not happen if you don't see exactly. a train, you know? And yeah. so it showed me a lot. So I gotta, I gotta give him credit. <laughs> yeah, well, live, live your moment. Yeah, uh, he's really good at that. Yeah, at least as an artist, he, he, you, you got to. You have to, yeah. Yeah, you have to. Well, uh, the, the other example of, of um, threats versus warnings is that threats are used when parents feel out of control. Ooh, say it again. Uh, as a parent, I can say threats are used when parents feel out of control. Okay. I like the emphasis there. Oh, and, and it's, it's so, <laughs> so true. Okay. Because, um, again, again, the threat of, of instant gratification here when a parent is out of control, they use, we use threats. Yeah. Okay. Um, the famoso, vale más que te pasigues. I was thinking of that. You know, it's like, vale más que te pasigues. Okay, let, let, let me break that down, okay? And it's weird because for the person who is listening, um, many times doesn't jive to what the person who said it was thinking the, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? It has a different meaning. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Um, I, I also remember the, the famous, you know, when they're out of control, vas a verlo cuando lleguemos a la casa. Okay? So, ver cuando llegue a la casa? What am I going to see? Oh, that's going to be fun. Is that a surprise for me? <laughs> Again, different concepts. Yeah. You know, different concepts. However, to this, um, this threat that, you know, um, are used when parents are out of control, When it comes to the warning, the warning says, warnings are used by parents who feel calm and in control. Again, warnings are used when parents who feel calm and in control. So there is a difference, and we're going to be getting into that soon, but there is a difference between a, a threat and a warning. And we start seeing it right now, yeah. okay? Because here... Um, threats are done when the person's out of control, parents are out of control, and warnings are used when parents are in control. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it takes a, a big difference, you know. Um, one of us that, you know, as a parent, when we want to give our kids the very best, it starts with us being the very best. And it's not to what we say, it's not what we constantly are trying to teach, It's just the mere fact by example, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, when have you felt calm? Mm. When, when oh, have you're you, asking. I'm asking you, when have you felt calm? Man, not lately. It's been a while. Well, you know what? No, um, when, when I'm in mass. Okay. Because I know what I'm doing. Like, I, I have control of what I'm, I know what I'm going to do. Like, I... There's no, um, there's no outside pressure. It's just this is what we're focusing on. And that's it. Because you're living your present. Yeah, 
Because you have to. Oh, you have to go back. You have yeah. to, by the way. Yeah, you have, you have to. to. It's afterwards that. Okay, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta do that. And now it's. Yeah. She lose control. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I haven't thought about that. Thanks for Yeah. That. Because, you know, like when you're in mass, especially if you're um, displaying a function or doing a ministry uh, throughout the liturgy, uh, everything is timed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's precise. Yeah, yeah. There, is, there is a motion that is controlled by the nature of the liturgy itself. Okay, you have to live the moment. When people are go- when they go to mass and they're clueless of what the mass is, that's why they're boring. Mm. Because they don't understand. They're they're not even on that timing pattern or understanding what is happening now. Mm. So to them, I gotta go do this and I gotta do that and and uh, I, I I must f- not forget about doing this and doing that. And they're not in living their present live in their mass yeah they get bored pretty quickly yeah because again um many times you know i, I have to say it we as a church many times have failed to teach <laughs> the, what, the important what meaning on. of it yeah yeah because yeah. i think that's a world changer too it's the moment you understand what you're doing oh it's not a, i father mike you know he said you know i hate sports why because yeah. Why am I gonna watch somebody else do something I should I ought to be doing? And right. sure enough, same thing's true with the mass. It's like the mass is the mass is not a spectator sport. It's a we're all participative participants in the mass. Like we all offer our own, you know, um, our own offering because we are priests, prophets, and kings. And so it's just yeah, yeah. That's the last time I feel calm, and that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't thought about that to be honest until so, right now. You know, the, the warning starts to kind of build up and being more and a bit stronger. The third reference to the difference between a threat and a warning. Threats are often empty words. I repeat, threats are often empty words. And um, just in Spanish, vas a verlo. Okay, vas a verlo. Okay. Or in English, you just wait. You just wait. Just wait. Okay, I mean, those are threads that are just pure empty. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes you nowhere. Okay, mm-hmm. and, 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 and the warning to this, it says, warnings are followed up by actions. Warnings are followed up by actions. And, and here, um, you remember your mom and dad because we were at fault as you kids were, were little and growing up. Um, vale más que levanten estos juguetes que están en el suelo. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Or a threat. Oh, si no se los voy a tirar. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You better pick up all these toys that are here in the floor. If not, I'm going to throw them away. I mean, those, those are empty words. Because, yeah, you're telling something for them to do, but you didn't tell them to, them to do. Vale más que levanten. ¿Quién? ¿No dijo quién? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we as parents, we, we fall into this category because we do threats that are often with empty words. And when we do a warning, a warning has, you know, a, a follow-up by action. So there's a difference if you say, ¿Vale más que levanten estos juguetes? ¿Van a ser las cinco? ¿Que para las cinco de la tarde no los levantas? No vas a ir donde querías ir con tus amigos el día de hoy. Mm. 
I mean, there's there's action already being you know portrayed. So when when the warning comes up to the parent and saying, you know, you better pick up these toys, and it's going to be five o'clock. If they're not picked up by five o'clock, then you're not going, okay, to that party, that game, whatever you event is that you want to go to. You will not go if they're not picked up by five. Mm. So the action is followed up. Yeah. Now, parents, for the love of God, keep your word. Keep your word. That's big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If not, your word has that particular thing about being an empty word. No value. Ay, pobrecito. Maybe it was too hard. Maybe it wasn't even his toys. Maybe, uh, and, and he didn't pick it up at five or by five. And then you ended up letting him go to whatever you said he weren't. So you, you have to follow up. Mm-hmm. You, you have to have that action concrete. So, Dad, Mom, keep your word. Okay? What, what's the phrase? Mm-mm, say what you mean. I mean what you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. That's a, that's a very important golden rule. I'm assuming the same is true for the opposite. Yeah. You know, when they do and then you don't let them. Oh. Definitely. Even worse. Yeah. Because it hurts now. Mm. Okay? I did my part. Yeah. I did my action. I fulfilled Okay, so yeah, it, it makes a big difference. That's interesting. Yeah, um, the next one that I want to uh, also share with is that the difference between threats and warnings. Um, a threat, you know, threats do nothing to train the child. Oh, that's big. Okay, threats do nothing to train the child. It really doesn't. Because again, they're empty words. Again, they're, they're they they want instant gratification, and and you're out of control when there's threats. However, when it comes to a warning on this area, you know, warnings focus on training. Even if things get worse before they get better, I repeat, warnings focus on training. Even if things get worse before they get better. Can you think of an example of it, though? Ooh. Yeah. It, this, this is more like, because you're being being developed. You're the one being trained. Uh, I would say, let me see. Mm, I would say, it has to be specific to, like, discipline? No, no, no. Okay, no, so for example. Anything, really. Um, okay, so, like, the development of the pro- a program, any program, like right now. It's always the the numbers game. You start something new, and you don't have that much people show up. Yeah. So things are gonna be like that before. By the time I realize it, we have a whole full blown ministry going on, and there's people left and right, and now like there's X's of of people. You know, they have to get worse before they get better. Or in my own training, uh, for anything, you gotta. I'm working out right now. Finally got back into it. They're not fun. I went to the track. I miss it, but I don't miss it that much. <laughs> and I learned pretty quickly where I was at and how I felt afterwards. Just like the, ugh, the like I want to like, ugh, I'm not in the best of shape. Things have to get worse. Your muscles have to tear. They have to redevelop before they get better. Mm-hmm. Before you're in shape. 
you got to go through the growing pains of just being able to work out and being able to um, go through the pain before your body says, okay. Right. And and one of the things that we got to realize is that when it comes to discipline, you know, people confuse discipline to punishment. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Um, Hay gente que um, revuelve en no entiende que la disciplina es una cosa el castigo es otra cosa. El castigo es cuando hiciste algo mal. Hay una consecuencia. Whenever you, there is punishment, it's because there, something has been done wrong. Okay? So the punishment is going to be there to kind of repair what was done wrong. A discipline is a training. La disciplina es un entrenamiento. So the discipline, it's like um, you mentioned right now about uh, going, you know, getting back into shape in any sport. You know, the practice is your training. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an ongoing development. You know, how many times have we, you know, encountered, especially you guys in sports, how many times have you run across a coach that he ran or she ran the same play all over and over and over again until we get it right? And you say, enough. They already know what we're going to do. But they want to make sure that, that when it works, when everything is done in the timing and the space and the development of it, everything is uh, executed properly, the discipline is there, well, there's a success. It mm. finally worked. Yeah. Although everybody knew. But because everybody was in sync to it, it made a difference. Yeah. Okay? And many times we, f- we fail to understand that. And um, it, it's, it's a discipline, it's a training. So discipline is, is not a punishment. You had an idea? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it's, it's kind of green. Really just taking the time to see it that way. Because I think it makes me question my entire high school. No, um, <laughs> no, it, it, and, I, and I, again, I thought about it yesterday because when I was on the track, of course, the last time I was on the track, yeah. It was in high school and um, shout out to Coach Alvaro. Uh, but it, it was just one of those things where, yeah, we have to do these things continually, not for the sake of punishment, but for the sake of getting it right. The timing, the and, and I was and I was as I was running around the track, there's a certain time, a pace that you have to meet if you want to reach a certain goal, a certain time. And so these are and I remember that we would do the same workouts often but because the timing was being developed until it's this is it this is your time right this is what you have to meet because now you know where you're at where you want to go and in order in between where you're at and we want to go there's like a window of a time frame that you have to meet every time you cross you know wherever whether it be like the 800 like that was my race i had to know what timing it was when i completed my first lap so that when i'm beginning my second and final lap i know if i had to kick it up or not or not you know what i mean so all that stuff is, is just, it makes more sense. See, I wish we would have done this during my high school years. I would have <laughs> understood why we're doing what we're doing. But it makes it makes a lot of sense that you, we have to be the ones to train like this today. Right. To understand the why. Right. Which brings us to the next, uh, to the fifth type of uh, comparison. And, you know, the fifth one says that threats are general. Mm. They're out there. They're general. Okay. However, a warning are specific okay warnings are specific so though they're more detailed on what needs to happen what needs to be done and, and finally I, I just want to share the 
the sixth um, difference between a, a threat and a warning that threats are often said in this respectful or abrasive tone. Um, we as parents are very good for that. Okay. Sometimes um, when we're out of control, um, uh, we there's there's screaming, there is um, being disrespectful to the child, and you want to use your tone as you know the the famous one in Spanish you hear in our culture is lo vas a hacer porque yo soy tu papá. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're gonna do this because I'm your father. And the kid says, well, I know you're my father, but why am I supposed to do it again? Okay. He didn't get it. Yeah. Okay. So when he comes to the warning, um, the warning says, warnings are said calmly with little or no emotion. Hmm. Okay. And what is the purpose of that? So that the child can understand. Okay. You don't have to go into this gimmicks of being, you know, um, too forceful uh, because of your tone and, and being aggressive about it or even disrespectfully you know the tile but basically a warning is said calmly with little or no emotions and I think that there we find some secrets that warnings are much better than threats mm -hmm. and they get accomplished even if they're in, in, in their own nature well, I'll let you finish because that's a good point. Well, the thing is that many times for us uh, as parents, because we want instant gratification, no queremos batallar. Mm -hmm. We don't want to bother. Yeah. So then it's no longer taking care of the kid the way you want you want him or her to develop. It's because... Take care of your own need. Yeah. I, I want to get over this. You know, que se pase pronto. Que se cabe. Mm. Okay? Any other things to do? No, no, no. This is something you got to do. And that is to develop your child into a, a, a good young person and that, that young, young person into, into a good adult. Mm -hmm. you know? So there is a difference between the threat and a warning that um, we, we got to keep in mind. And I don't know if you're going to go into the actual definition of threats and warning, but it's interesting that when, when we read about a threat, it's, an, it's a statement or an intention to inflict pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I hope, you know, news last parents anyway. it's a statement or intended to inflict pain right versus 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 warnings a warning it's a notice a caution it is a statement um, or an event in this case mostly statements that indicate possible or impending danger problem or other unpleasant situation so I, I feel like it's like um Whenever you inflict a threat, you yeah you are instilling that pain in what you say. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, you're not actually causing pain, pain, but in of what you say when it comes to the threats, that's kind of what you're doing. Versus a warning, it's like a warning is uh, you are avoiding them, your kids, to go through a pain. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so it's like a caution and notice just to make sure like, yeah, like you mentioned, it's calm. It's, 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 uh, um, not, I don't say urgent in the, in the case of like going crazy urgent, like, but I, what I mean is it's serious 
enough to make the child understand these are the consequences that can happen if you don't do this or if you do this versus you better not do this because you know mm-hmm. and you go off and so yeah I, I would say that's I just it's really interesting that even if even within the word itself the different gravities of the word threat and warning yeah it, it is really is and, and again in our culture we do a lot of threats okay we do a lot of threats and we need to start um, modifying um, how we address our kids as a matter of fact we need to modify how we just communicate period yeah. and this applies not only to a, a parent uh, child relationship but also um, to any relationship you know it, it could be boyfriend girlfriend it could be husband wife you know um, that relationship of where we um, are trying to take care of each other and it, it, it you know life it's life itself is a training mm-hmm. there's things that we are thrown in life that sometimes we are ready for it and sometimes we are not and in most cases they're not we're we're not mm-hmm. you know but nevertheless we if we're disciplined if we're trained if we're conditioned to be able to do the right thing well then it makes a difference of how we're going to be able to survive it or deal with it yeah. okay or conquer it whatever the case may be so for us i think that um this aspect of um, think about how many warnings do you use a day versus how many threats you use a day and it's something for you to ponder our listener you know check yourself out you know uh do i do more threats than warnings or do i do more warnings than threats and uh, pick a kid <laughs> <laughs> Okay, or or, or just you know look at your your spouse and then say okay, uh, and and check that out. Evaluate yourself on that. I would say couples do that, like take the time today, couples, to just ask each other, hey, one to each other, right? Do you use more threats and warnings? And then two, have you seen me do more threats or warnings to the kids and vice versa? Right. That'd just- be. That's gonna make you. That's gonna be a long conversation, guys. <laughs> But it's something for for us to just ponder in, and that's why I wanted to kind of bring this up uh, on this particular podcast, um, on, on just bringing into to light of, of your conscious and and also give yourself an opportunity, you know. Um, and for those of you that are in, in in the world of education, consider this a benchmark, okay? But uh, it just just to let you know where you are. And yeah. I think if, you know, we're all uh, in a position to improve our ways, um, let's do it lovingly, you know. Uh, let's bring in more patience, uh, more tenderness, uh, because it is in you too. You also have that. Yeah. So it's, it's a good way to approach today and every day. Just take a look back and see, am I threatening more or am I warning more? And whatever you do, make sure you do these things at least one thing that you know or you can be um, assured of is that you do things all in love. Thank you.